Hey, I'm Danny Heifetz, host of the Ringer Fantasy Football Show. Me, Danny Kelly, and Craig Horlbeck are coming to you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday before this NFL season so you can crush your draft and win your league, or at least make sure you don't come in last place and have to do your league's punishment. Follow the Ringer Fantasy Football Show on Spotify. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There's a couple things that are going to happen here today. I'm going to insult Jesse. I'm no. going to compliment Jesse. Well, Yay. We don't have to do that. Um, I guarantee some of the audio is going to have to be scrubbed. <laughs> That's all right. We're already scrubbing the first audio. That's not even going to be recorded. There's going to be a lot of nonsense. Okay. Quite frankly, I there is not a t- there's a lot going on, but not a lot I want to talk about. So it's a weird day. It is a weird day. I think that when Jesse had said no so to go to a movie with me today. It's amazing. It's a timing issue, bro. Jesse you said know, no to me. Stop it. You know I would go. This has been such a whirlwind of drama since the national that Not this anymore. is like the first day where it's like, oh, we're back to normal. We've already reported on everything else. There's, I mean, there's always going to be like the tiny little, you know, someone scammed this person and that. I hate it, but you let can't report scam. on all let of them it. Scam. Let them scam. That's what I scammers say. Scammers scam. Yep. And Happy if, to promote your scams. Let us let us know. If this episode to you seems a little off kilter from the last couple, enjoy it. Yeah, is what I say. Today. Yeah. Mike, what do you think about being a dad? You're going to be a dad in like two weeks. So. Well, we'll see. I have <laughs> what does that mean? officially 24 days at 24 the well, maybe days. 25 at the longest. Could happen any, any day now. Do you think you will think about cards at all in the first hour the child's born? Because you usually think about it constantly, I would think. In the first hour? I mean, what am I going to do in the hotel, in the hospital? <laughs> what do I do? I'm going to bring some boxes. <laughs> Baby Are breaks. Are you breaking during the... Is has Anna agreed to any kind of filming? I will get in there. You're not in the room. No, we have agreed nobody's coming in the room. But even me? me? <laughs> yeah, even you. That's... Okay, I get like parents. I couldn't even come to the hospital for your kid for like a week. Yeah, well, she was in the NICU. You couldn't do anything not, anyway. What are you going to do? Film my I, kid, you weirdo? Well, I mean, there's people want to cherish you, the moment. I tell you what, I've dropped the ball with though. Probably. I really wanted to get like this project going of like stuff to buy for the kid in his birth year to like, give him like like, oh, like time product. I think time capsule stuff is great. Oh, I hate time capsules because they they're titillating. I always want to open a time capsule and I'm not allowed. But I've not come up with a good project to do yet. So at first I was like, I'm going to buy stuff that's serial number 23 of whatever because oh. of birth year. I'm like, that's I don't know. I don't really care. So I've bought him nothing. <laughs> I'm not giving him any money. I had a I'll gift. pay for his room and board for the first 12 years. Then he's on his own. I had a gift and then Sam told me to cancel it because she didn't think it would. Hannah would appreciate it. What was so it? I, I may still use it in another way. So I'm not going to tell you. 
So don't worry about it. Consider yourself titillated, just like myself. I don't care. Um, we do have other things we are going to talk about on the show, though. Let's be clear. We have we? a segment about oh. hype versus performance. This is where we're starting. This and is the only thing I care about. We have uh, a few other things to to discuss, including autographs. We have a guest who... Here's the thing. I don't want to pronounce his name because now Mike got in my head that Sean. I'm saying it wrong. I think it's, gonna, he's I think like John. Here's the thing. He's like 20 years old. We can call him whatever we want. He's not going to correct us. No, absolutely yeah. not. So okay. yeah, in person autos, he's made a business out of this. We're actually going to talk to him. He can kind of give you the heads up on what's what. Okay. So somebody made a post on Facebook yesterday. I thought it was actually very, very intriguing post. And it was, um, we all know uh, who I'm trying to remember exactly who it was. It was something like Daniel Jones is better than Desmond Ritter. Oh. What is up with these prices? And the general statement and the conversation proceeded from there of mm-hmm. the reasons came up. National Treasures football dropped yesterday. Yep. Not a ton of sales yet because it, it just came out. I couldn't find anything. I did find two that sold on Facebook. Okay. So an RPA of Brock Purdy with damage on it, though. The back of it was pretty dinged up. Oh. Sold for 11000 One of them that was numbered to eight. So a variation of the NTRPA sold for 18000 Those are the only two I've numbered? confirmed. Yeah, number to eight. Number to, oh, I'm sorry, number to eight. And then I the true that. RPA is number to 99. Oh, okay. And the whole point was, so like then my thought was, we, we know this though, but look at the people who buy National Treasures football. Yeah. Now granted, there's some established guys who are buying National Treasures football as well, but the majority of, of NT football in particular is like backyard probably ripped 300 cases yesterday. Like this, those are the type of rooms that are ripping a ton of this stuff of pro- type of product. It's young guys chasing the hottest thing. Yes. It's, so it's insane to me, the pricing. But if we're going to do that, okay, then Peyton Manning should outsell everybody not named Tom Brady and Joe Montana. And that's not real. So I think it's funny that we always get caught up in this hype versus performance thing. It's just the way it is. There's definitely two parts of this hobby, right? It's not just performance. It has to do with the possibility of performance yeah, in the future. better played like four games, of and course. That, that's where the gambling aspect comes in for so many people who right. see this as like, oh, cards are just a gamble. There, I think there's definitely an argument to be made on both sides. I've of always that. said the ultra high end, especially. But if you are spending like almost, if you're spending 10K for a box, that the odds are you're pulling out maybe $1,000 in value if you're you know doing great. I think that is the product that has never been as appealing to me. I, would I love one? Sure. But I just can't like make the financial sense no. in my brain. No, I and and the other thing, I just it, we get caught up though. It's just so funny that this continues to come up. This is a large portion of the hobby though, and you're absolutely right. It's just a split segment of it. Me and you are going to sit here and say I would never buy. I'm, I feel that way about all these guys, but I'm never going to go out and buy an expensive Luca. I'm not going out and buying an expensive uh, Brock Purdy, even Trevor Lawrence. I think Trevor Lawrence. Next and you this love year, Trevor Lawrence. Trevor could very well be the best quarterback in football this year, not named Mahomes. Mm-hmm. I'm not buying Trevor right now. It's it's too much for me. I just the downside is way more than the upside could be. Yeah, but again, who cares? There are so many young, and it's not just young because there's old dudes who do this too. They want a prospect and chase the, like the next guy that could be unbelievable, as opposed to just go out and buy the Peyton or the Elway or whatever or the Drew Brees. Yeah. It's an interesting point. At the same time, though, I'm just like, hey, this is what it is. I just feel like we always get content around these, like that subject, whenever this comes out, when Flawless comes out, when Prism comes out. And it's like, right, but stop trying to put everybody in the same box. Like the the, the 24-year-old who has money in this hobby or just has money from his parents, mm-hmm. 
wants to go out and buy the Desmond Ritter because Desmond Ritter might start 7-0 and and that kid could make 80% on his card. He doesn't care sure. that I could go out and buy a Peyton Manning Bowman Chrome rookie for $600 and in 12 years, it might be, it's not going to be worth less and it's probably going to be worth $920. You know, but that that's not how most people think. Well, I think about not, it. The majority, not even the majority, a lot of people. Sure. Say. Well, and I think like there's a mentality where it goes back to, again, like, since I'm from the stock world, I think about like more per uh, perspective investments, like something that you have a real shot at doing well. It's a small cap versus a large cap, you know, your blue chips versus your, you know, brand new IT company. This is almost every time the more conservative investor and that may be more conservative in life, financially speaking, they're going to go after your all time greats versus the young guy who has much more time to invest and therefore sure. can take a loss is like, ah, oh, I don't care. I think this guy could be big and I might double my money in a few months. So where are you at lifetime? If you had to guess on your, on your stock performance, are um, you up or down? Oh, in my stock, does that include 401k? Cause I get to choose the investments in there. Did if you, you include, I thought you drained that thing. No. Well, I had, <laughs> I've drained a 401k. I have another 401k. I never had one. I'm thinking we'll get one. Well, you can't get a 401k, but you could definitely can, get like an IRA. I can so. get a 401k. Well, I don't know if you know how it works, but that's okay. Are um, you up or down, I uh, say, in your trading? I in my the personal days. trading, I am probably down in my actual like long-term investments. And that just goes to show like how speculative all of these, like, that's where I mainly invested in was like either penny stocks or like not all garbage stocks, but a lot of stuff that just has high upside uh returns but really low probability that's what i spent a lot of my younger years investing in and that's probably why i uh am down overall in those but with no the money that i thought was going to last me a longer time i invested it more conservatively in index funds and it is by far the best investment like it and it's not even like best investment for a conservative fund a lot of these are really good investments for someone who has a high risk tolerance so I don't know. I think there's something to be said of, hey, yes, it sounds great. And maybe you could flip it in a few months. But if I would have just bought a Joe Montana like in 2020 versus, I don't know, the Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Yeah. Yeah. I'd probably be. What if we had bought in Tesla when it was an IPO? Dude, don't even. Do you remember the price? Wasn't it 18 or something? 17 dollars. 17 yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's uh you look back and that's when you were hindsight. That's when you were on Colonial. Hind- I'd come in, you were laying on your couch, <laughs> nothing on but your boxers, you, teaching it, yourself. You remember what you were doing? Remember what you were learning at the time? Coding? When or? you were a date? No, 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 no. Spanish. You were laying there. You remember playing. that? Yeah, I was. I was trying to learn oh, Spanish. I thought you had months to live. Do you remember you put the gym in my garage and then the one time I said, nope, not I one didn't time. want multiple times. The one time I didn't want to work out. You just went into the garage because I gave you a key to the garage because you could go work out there anytime because you had nowhere to put the workout equipment. Correct. So you went in there and I just think, oh, he's working out, making oh, a lot of noise. The whole freaking thing. I just like all of a sudden I realized, oh, he's gone. It's quiet. And I go out there and it's gone. And you had nowhere to put it. You just took it away. Doesn't though. matter. Yep. You're not going to use it. You're not going to use it. I didn't. It was for you. Uh, I know, those are real fear. I was like, I don't need to be the one to find him on this couch. Because I honestly I'm, thought, I was like, honestly, if I do, I'm probably just going to leave. Bro, it's just a family thing. I just said a new PB and J. Well, this is like 15 years. I'm talking PB 12 years ago. I've decided to start saying instead of PR, I'm going to say PB4J. 
It's a personal, personal best, best for, Jesse. for Jesse. That's you. You get it. One seventy five on the bench. I don't like to How brag about it. One nice, but still that's good. One. I'm, I'm I happy. I'm, I'm legit last, smiling. My last. Well, you're not smiling. It was one hundred and fifty. Don't smile like that <laughs> anymore. Smiling. Don't smile. <laughs> I went from one hundred and fifty to one seventy five. I was very I think impressed impressive. with that. Do you ever use smelling salts in the gym? No. You should. I'm, I'm getting good. some for the office. I'm going to do one for the before we start a I'm podcast. I'm going to have this place rented out before you <laughs> just, do any of that. I can guarantee it. We're just going to start whiffing stuff to get us all pumped. Um, That's the mindset, the though. Yeah, I mean, I just that that is the mindset, by the way. We don't need to keep critiquing it. I don't need to see a bunch of content about it. It's OK. If people want to go crazy and spend fifteen thousand dollars on a Kenny Pickett NTRPA, even though he's a five hundred ish quarterback, they're going to do it. Yeah. But that is the reason. We don't have to keep di- like dissecting this. The reason is people think, hey, but he is going to be the Joe Burrow. It didn't even Burrow. Burrow was good. And then all of a sudden, he was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And his stuff went nuts. Trevor Lawrence, by the way, last year, beginning of the year, was like, this guy is so overrated. Look what he did. And then he goes absolutely nuclear at the end of the year. He was phenomenal. I don't know how many people in the league, like legit right now, if you said you need a quarterback right now to start your roster around, Mahomes is number one. Anybody who disagrees, I'm trying to think because we haven't talked anything about doing fantasy yet, and I was trying to think if even, I did a fantasy, well, but who not would even I fantasy. Play? I'm talking real life. If you said, "Hey, what QB gives you the best chance to win this year?" It's it's Patrick Mahomes. If and again, anybody disagreeing with that is a donkey. Just just total moron. He's unbelievable. I mean, statistically, it would make sense, and he wins. Yeah, I just I mean, but if you wanted to tell me number two was Trevor, now you could argue number two is Joe. Fine. But if but like Trevor is that good and he's still barely living up to the price of his all time hype mm-hmm. because, again, hype was unbelievable. Yeah. So that's kind of where I have this. But if guys want to do that, fantastic. Go nuts. I think you should have fun with it. It inflates the prices of some of the stuff like crazy. No question. Uh, I have. I do think it's insane how cheap some of the other stuff is. Like well, we, if you took out hype before you jumped too far, like if you took out hype, you would miss that. Like there'd be such a large portion of this hobby that would be gone. Because so many people we've talked about use this as like a secondary source of income. Like they, yeah, it would just make it. I don't know. I, I, you don't have to subscribe to it to to understand that it also is something that's working. Yeah, exactly. I th- I just think like the there's so many opportunities to buy low, sell high, and do it just consistently on some sure. of these cards. Like even like most of these players, I was pulling up uh, both 2021 and 2020 quarterbacks, and for the majority of them, they are almost like flat over the last three to six months. I mean, they, they, but if you look at the sales in between there, they had some real big spikes and real big down spikes. I don't know, whatever, but there's plenty of opportunity to get rid of it. Thank you to get rid of it, buy it and then do it again multiple times. So I, it's just, Hey, this is people in the hobby generating wealth for some, of course, you're going to have some losers in there as well, but that's hopefully what we're benefiting the audience with is getting an idea for where to actually spend your money wisely if you're going to. It also helps, by the way, the other, the blue chip type guys. If you want to go out and get the Peyton, the Drew, the Montana, the Elway, the Brady, uh, it does help there too because the thought happens, like the conversation we just had happens all the time everywhere. Well, if he's worth this and he's like, Justin Herbert is worth X. Mm-hmm. He's never going to be as good as a fringe top 10 guy like Drew Brees. Let me just go get the breeze. That inevitably pulls those up as well. Yeah. But I did think it was interesting. I, I actually saw, uh, I was watching Sports Card Radio's YouTube the other day, 
And they had a thing of, I think it was only like five years ago, the top 10 fantasy quarterbacks, and most of them are gone now. Brady, all these guys have retired. Or maybe it was 10 years ago even. They're gone because of retirement. They aged out. R- right, retired. Okay. Not, gone, not in the league anymore. Yeah, yeah. And it was amazing. Like some all-time greats. Uh, Breeze, uh, obviously Peyton. Well, yeah, it must have been 10 years ago. So it was Breeze, Peyton, Phillip Rivers, uh, Andrew Luck, Tom Brady. All these guys were like unbelievable. And it's like, yeah, Brady's the only one with any staying power out of that group with like substantial pricing. Yeah. Because we do. We kind of just move on. And then that's kind of where it is. It's like out of sight, out of mind. And especially, it is weird though with football, especially. Baseball is not like that entirely. Yeah, I could see there being a little bit more. I feel like there's more more staying power with baseball than there is with football. Well, I think there's also, I think football has such a, you know, there's a short window to invest in, in football. And it is also like, very much a week to week, I guess, like a week to week difference in pricing versus baseball. You have like so many games per week. It could be, I don't know, there's so many different factors that contribute to that. So you have to think of it as a hey, no matter who I'm in, I'm investing in this person for a longer period than if I'm in Justin Herbert and he does bad one week. Okay, I can just drop him, I can forget about him sure. versus like. Ellie De La Cruz or whatever. He does like great. Oh, I'm investing in him. He does bad for a couple games. I'm not necessarily just getting rid of him because we all know that there's going to be 20 more games in between the time, you know, the end of the sentence. So that's an over-exaggeration. Yeah. There's a lot of games in baseball. Just an exaggeration. It's not an over-exaggeration. It's already exaggerated. But you can over-exaggerate. You can exaggerate and over-exaggerate. Not like, in my world. I think yeah. you're handsome. I think you're very handsome. One of those is over-exaggerating. By the way, this is just to go back on a quick baseball thought. Gunnar Henderson is now minus 200. Yoshida is plus 180. That race is tightening. My boy, um, Tristan Castle. Speaking of baseball, did you see the Trout-Otani dual card? What is this? 85 people sent me this picture. They signed it in person or something? I don't know when. I mean, I'm sure they signed it somewhere. It's not but a it's a pulled card. No, this is a, I believe it's a Tops Now card, and it was one from the... Um, the what is it? The World Baseball, oh, the Con- World Baseball Classic, Classic, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I believe it was the tops now, and there's three of them. They hand numbered them one of three, Otani and Trout, because it was like when Otani was he pitching struck, yeah, he to struck Trout him out at the end of the to end the championship yeah. game. It was amazing. It's very cool. And Otani signed it uh, in Japanese. Trout signed it like in English. And I think one of them says like "Go you Team USA." Um, or two of them say go team USA. Once it's like go captain, I couldn't even really read it all the way, but it's very cool, unique inscriptions. Everyone's talking about what kind of price these would actually have. I'm trying to find it. I can't see. I don't see it. Uh, let's see. If you go to Trout, I think Trout was the one who originally posted it. Here, look over here. There look you a go. Screener. Put up. A, oh yeah, here we go. I mean, it's, oh, it's PSA pretty cool. Yeah, so they signed it, just sent it in. And of course, I think it's Trout's that gets the. 10 10 the other two oh wait no two of them got 10 10 they're all the same one time. of them got a 9 10 right all the same card though yeah all the same card it's just but i think it was the guy this guy right here in this other picture so i think it's just a fan or somebody who he got the third one i guess i don't know there's if no way that's just a fan right who is this guy uh, yeah i'm not 100 but bottom line is oh look ruben's even commenting on here yeah there's uh some real Real jealousy over. I like that, that comment right there by Spinatron. Hobby is going places. Two hundred thousand likes, twelve hundred comments. Just after like an hour. That's cool. That is actually really cool. Yeah. Anyway, 
Um, I want that card. So if anybody has it and wants to or steal, buy wants Mike's, to steal it, Shohei's or the other guy. I mean, I'd like the ten ten. So I think the other guy probably is getting the the nine ten. But his is also numbered one out of three. Do you think that matters? No. I've when never, it's that I've, low of a number, do, do people care if it's I've like never, one, two, I've or three? I've never cared about that. It's always amazed me. I do think like a one out of I almost think one out of ten thousand is cooler than like a one out of. 20 or something. The only thing I've ever thought was interesting was when it's a jersey number. And even that. Like Brady's yeah. 12, you know, Griffey's 24. Sure. That's cool. But other stuff I don't really care about. Okay. That's well, pretty wild. Yeah. So that's a thing that's happening in the world. If you guys uh, are interested in grabbing yourself one, you can't. So forget about it. Give up on that dream. Um, Done. Next Giving up, up on most of them. So. <laughs> uh, I did want to mention, I have confirmed, I'm getting three cases from our boy Eddie over at SCN Breaks. He is going to send me three cases of the 2023 Leaf Pop Century. Could not be more excited about it. Um, Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood is probably my biggest. Not uh, even chase. close. He is going to, he's going to outsell anybody else in that set three to one, I get. I bet. Some people already have some product because I've seen a few cards up, like the McCulloch Culkin. Um, it's like numbered out of 82 or something. I think that one just sold. Actually, I'm wondering. It, no, I guess it is from that that product. Uh, sold for like thirty seven dollars. I'm honestly surprised that one didn't go higher. Um, you got Lil Uzi. He's going for like thirty bucks. Yeah, no, nobody's but really. But those are not it. from the actual pop set. It's from the other set, I think. It says no twenty twenty three pop century. Oh, uh, it says preview. So I don't know. It does. These cards don't look the same. That's as what I mean. The that's, pictures. There's that white box preview set. This is different. That's what that is. Okay, I was. I'm glad to hear that because I'm like, Dude, why Clint, are these not going for more? The Clint Eastwood's going to be a, at least a thousand dollars. So he just had a signing. Sean will tell uh, the Sean Shane Sean whatever. He had a signing with Eastwood. He was telling me about this somewhere. It was seven fifty an autograph just to have him sign a piece for you, Holy. and it sold out like instantly. Which, by the way, Clint Eastwood, what a boss. Oh, guy's muling drugs across the country. <laughs> Josie Wales. And it's now he's signing Wales. Do you know Josie Wales? The outlaw Josie Wales? No, never heard just of it. Making sure. Oh my God. Unforgiven. Never heard of it. And now he's just like signing autographs for $7.50 a piece. He's like 93. I mean. Greatest the- American film star of all time. You've No, no, no. Because you said that about Al Pacino or somebody I've recently. You said that about somebody else I said Tom, recently. I said Tom Cruise is the greatest film star now. So now he's the greatest American because Tom well, Cruise is not American. Film star. <laughs> Here action we go. star. Caveat. We caveat. Actor. Cruise is a better film actor. But Clint Eastwood put together the whole thing. His whole. Dude, producing, directing, not being dead at 90. I don't. Come on. I disagree with his. I mean, he acts fine. But again, he's a very. Fine. He's very much an Al Pacino-ish guy where it's like. He has one character that he does really well. It's like the gritty, old, gruff dude. Yeah, Pacino's better than that. I mean, I don't, that's fine if you want to. I, I mean, Pacino is a. There is of, no argument that Daniel Day Lewis is the best actor of all time. Tom Cruise, uh, Tom Hanks, absolutely, no, he's better than Tom Hanks. I, I prefer Daniel, Tom Hanks as Daniel far as like Day a, Lewis has done like five movies though. Because he gets, he's so good. I he don't get to pick and choose whenever he wants to work. He basically retired after his last movie. Okay. He just said he was done because he was like, yeah, accomplished what, what I wanted movie? to. Uh, I think it was called The Phantom Thread. I didn't see it. But bottom line is he's. I mean, talent wise, fine. But you cannot be the best of all time having done five things when other people have done 500. 
I'm not saying that I don't want a Tom Hanks auto probably over a Daniel Day-Lewis, but do I recognize the significance of his craft? I absolutely do. I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm just saying you have to put the whole thing together. Tom Hanks might be the greatest actor of all time. If you had to have, if they made a card of one Tom Hanks movie, what would it be for you? What would you want it to be? That's funny. I don't like a lot of Tom Hanks. I mean, I like him, but it is true. <laughs> you talk up Tom Hanks and then realize, but look, think, oh, of, what, I don't like Tom but Hanks. think of what he's done. He's done stuff like Road to Perdition. Joe versus like the comedies. Volcano. That's what I mean. He's done everything. I mean, obviously it's going to be Forrest Gump though, right? Come on. Forrest Gump. I like Gump. Gump might be my favorite. Man, is that my favorite Tom Hanks? Think Green, about it. Green Mile. Green Mile is also a movie. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe Gump. I actually like Castaway too, though. Splash. Also, what what's your favorite Tim Allen movie? And if it's not Jungle to Jungle, then just stop. Don't say anything. Is that when he adopts the kid, Mimi Siku? He didn't adopt it. It was his biological child. He just went to go get him. Cat P. Wasn't that the I kid's name? I love that you know it's Mimi, Mimi Siku. Siku. That's I remember amazing. that movie. Yeah. <laughs> I came from a broken home. I know what I'm talking we, about. Yeah. Hey, hey. Right there with you, bro. De Niro, as good um, as anybody. We uh, we also got news. You have anything to say about Robert? I'm trying to think if there's anything that I've just absolutely loved. Pacino or Robert uh, the De Niro. You got to go gangster movies with him. And you I know can't that's do the it. thing. I understand. I'm just not as well versed in all that. No world. problem. Um, call Dad. No, we're not calling Dad. Oh, call um, the number I gave you real quick. It's just be a super quick conversation. Somebody asked me a question. Just call it. It's going to be fun. Just call the number. Just Can I up. ask the audience what they think I should do in a situation yeah, where Mike just says... And if they don't says, say anything, you have to call it. Ask the audience. Mike texts me a number, which I'm pretty sure this is a New Hampshire number. You would know it if it slapped you in the face. 603. You it's a 603 read, number. You have to read the whole thing. I'm not? But man, he just wants me to call this number randomly and not tell me what it's about. Did the audience answer you? Have they gotten back to you yet? I mean, since we don't have very much other content to do it's until fine. our guest gets here, then... We have plenty of other things to do. Not? This is what I want to do. All right. Don't don't. This is why we should have two or three people in the studio at all times. Well, with days like this, absolutely. A producer. People would vote on kicking my side. In. Eddie. Yeah, Eddie, say Eddie, something. Say something right now. See, that's what I mean. Eddie's in here just throwing facts. Somebody yes. else is. Sc- yeah, we got him. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's what we're getting. That's what we're getting from Eddie. <laughs> Killed got, a five, it, Eddie. got a five o'clock shadow, and he's too good for the show. Eddie, what are you doing? Also. This? You guys didn't mention Denzel Washington. I'm just going to oh, put that out. Oh, okay. See? Okay, yeah. so now, now that's actually, it. see, that's why we need people like yourself, Eddie. Okay, um, favorite Denzel movie? Oh. Training Day. Training Day. He okay. won an Academy Award for that, too, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He did. Man, I feel I like it was there's underrated. movies where he's made me cry, and I'm trying to think what that, like. Dude, um, underrated Denzel movie, The Hurricane. I read that book, too. The Hurricane? He was a boxer. Hurricane's a great movie. Yeah, he great was a movie. boxer, got arrested for murder he didn't commit. And then, like, goes to like studies law in prison and got himself out. It's actually pretty amazing. I, I feel the, like I'm missing out on so many. Something like, Hurricane John Hurricane Carter. All right, I'm Hurricane looking. Carter, I think so. It's pretty impressive. Uh, Roman J. Esquire. I Did you call to, the number? I didn't see that yet. We got you sidetracked me, bro. Now I was looking. I've got it ready. If you were call the me number, go ahead and do it. That's a good one, Denzel. Well played. Eddie comes out of nowhere. You insult the facial hair. He just slings fire at you. Well, that's why you shouldn't insult anybody. That's, that's why I should. I insulted him and then he came up <laughs> and with it. That's where, where we get people good perform reactions. better under negative reaction. All right. Here we go. I don't. I apologize. Just call the number for goodness sake. Get the Jimmy's dance. Shut your tongue. I'm trying to call. Quiet. Oh, I already have this number on my phone. Just so. call it down. Let's see. Not that eventful. I well, somebody well. asked a question. I'm trying to think of the answer. Somebody asked me. Well, I'm going to ask Russ. I can't tell you. He never answers anyways. Traveling salesman now for Verizon. Too good to talk to people. He'll pick up for Hello? me. I hey. knew you'd pick up for me. What are you doing? 
working. Oh, okay. That's a driving around. Are you at Dunkin' Donuts or what? <laughs> Just leaving. Are you really? <laughs> yeah. I knew no it. No way. Yeah, this is a corporate man oh, working. Yeah. Uh-huh. You Boston boys are large, all like. Large ice, three cream. <laughs> I'm telling you, unbelievable. They're not even a show sponsor. Hey, somebody asked me this today. What was the first card show you remember? And I was thinking to myself, what was the first card show I would have ever gone to? For you? Oh, man. I like how you're using uh, Wes as a, your memory bank. Well, he was older than me. I, I, figured the I was there when I was a kid. It would probably have been a Howard Johnson. That's what I was thinking. The oh, Hojo. Joe. Yeah. And then you, remember, hey, you yep. remember, remember the other one, the Raymond, New Hampshire ones? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yep. Were there, was it just as big as the National is these days? Oh, just the same size. <laughs> the Howard Johnson. About the same size. The yeah. Howard Johnson. We drove Russ's Chrysler there. This car, you remember <laughs> this? This car you used to be able to start the car take the key out and, and just the car would run. I don't know what yeah. we forgot something in the house. I had to go in like, he's hey, here's the keys. Go back and get something. Then we left. We drove all the way there, shut the car off without the keys. You can't start it without the keys. Oh my God. However, it worked out great because our two sap fathers came down <laughs> like, Hey, we need you to bring us the keys. They came into the car show and bought us a bunch of stuff. Oh, boom, boom, bam. Rust, uh, yeah. you're on the podcast, by the way. I figured you should know that. Oh, I probably le- legally have to say that. Yeah. Um, well, then if I'm on the podcast, I'll tell you this one. For the Raymond show, we set up, we both had like, you know, some star cards and all that kind of stuff. We had a box full of, uh, you know, 10 cent cards, common cards, minor stars. Yeah. Singleberry over there went into my pile. Yep. Pulled out all of Tom Brady's because he was the backup to Drew, Drew Bledsoe. That's right. Kept them all, probably graded them all. And, you know, it's what, uh, you know, financed his little venture off, I'm sure, but what he's doing now. You owe him. You owe Russ. What are you, you going to do? What are you going to do? I just made him famous. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think Russ deserves hang, uh, hang probably $10,000. Hang up the phone. This what do you enough. say, Russ? You think that's good? He didn't even come, to, my, he, he, he didn't even come to the baby shower. He's not getting Oh, yeah. Home. You didn't come down for the baby shower. What the heck? Well, I was mad. Oh, I was that's fair. He holds yeah, he's still mad about the Tom Brady's. That makes sense. Russ, thank you very much for coming on the show. And uh, I love you. Goodbye. All right. Sir. All right. Appreciate it. Love you guys. I knew he'd be at Dunkin' Donuts. Anytime he tells me he's working, every time I call him, he's another one too. He's amazing. He only calls me from the drive-thru line, Dunkin's. We'll be talking for three minutes. All right, hang on a second. Got large, large half and half. Cut your nails, kid. I'm like, what do you? Why don't you just order the coffee then call me? Nope. I uh, whenever I was working up in Boston and with uh, Jackson for finance stuff, the guy that I, would call pick Larry? me up in the morning. The guy who would pick me up every morning would always bring me a Dunkin', a large Dunkin' with like, you guys always drink your Dunkin' iced and with so much cream and sugar. It's crazy. I don't drink coffee. So well, I don't know. Is this people. Larry you're talking about? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Call him. Can oh, we call Larry? Larry? Stop with the calling people. We're not just going to, okay. this isn't going to devolve we into We haven't had that. a fun just goof around show in a while. I thought we'd just call Larry. By the way, remember the Titans is my oh, favorite. Oh, Denzel. Yeah. I I knew there was something that like rang out from my childhood. Remember the Titans, I think is probably my favorite of his. It's pretty good. I mean, there's emotion in there. There's action, football action, sports action. I'm aware. I've seen them. Have you, you know, they play football in that movie. Sure. Yeah. Well, that was a theme. The other thing that we're doing uh, this week, in fact, and I, I'm going to try and do it all in tomorrow's uh, live. So tomorrow, 12 o'clock central time, there is going to be a giveaway of the La Liga select NFT packs from Panini. These are super low number. It's basically like how they did the first off the line with optic football recently, where you are essentially guaranteed to pull something that was going to sell for at least five to 10 bucks, if not more. 
Um, they're doing this again where it's just super low print. The fact that I'm getting as many packs as I am is, I, I think there's a few people who probably have an issue with it because they were only going to send 10 packs at first because there's so few of them. Uh, but then they upped it and now I'm getting 50 packs. So uh, there's, a, there's a live going on tomorrow on YouTube, 12 o'clock central time. Uh, if you're listening to this, go out there. You can go ahead and notify, set, it, set it to notify you when we go live. But again, 12 o'clock central Friday. All I, have is, I, all I have are mosaic soccer packs. Well, you're not getting them because you didn't do anything. You weren't on the call, bro. You is weren't the there. Call that oh, this is ridiculous. Yeah, well, you should have been The there, one bro. time I don't show everybody Here's else the thing. Does. If you want some packs, just join the live and maybe you'll get one. We'll see. All right, one more note before we get the guest in here. Simmons, I love this. Simmons just tech just tweeted. It's August 10th. I'm not doing my podcast again for 10 more days, but I'd like to get this on the record right now. You can laugh. You can make fun of me. Call me a homer. I don't care. I haven't read the rest of this because I have to, to see more. This has to be a take about the Patriots winning like 14 games this year. Oh, geez. here we go. Anyways, the 20, 2023 Patriots are going to have one of the best three defenses in the NFL. That's actually mild for as bad as his homer takes are. That's not terrible. Okay, well, there you go. What are we taking, like, a two-month vacation? I don't know if we're at that Bill Simmons level yet, but, you know. Are we not? We're oh, not. We're not. Signed to sh- Simmons blew us off, too. Bill's doesn't do, not doing a pod for 10 days. We need to get Bill back on here. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Our right. guest, Sean, do you want to intro him? No, that's it. I don't know much about the kid. I met him once Sean in person. Sean Gandhi. He made a bad joke with me and Denton, and I thought he was somebody else. And I was like, I told Denton, as soon as he walked away, I was like, keep that little kid away from me. <laughs> and he was like, no, that's Sean. I thought, oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> so at the National last year. Uh, well, you know, that's now I always like good. Him. I like Sean now. Judging books by their covers, you didn't like him at first, but now you know you do, because he's great for the I just found Facebook out he's group. 17 now. I don't like him at all. I need to know, are you really smart? Because you said you're going off yeah, to college. Is, yeah, what is going on here? What's your IQ? Make it, could do the picture thing. IQ, I have no idea, but I would, I would say I'm pretty smart. I'm a journalist for Sports Illustrated Kids, um, and have what? been for five years now. So, why are yeah, you? Hang on, I, why I are say. you just adminning our Facebook group for free? I thought you were some loser in a basement. This kid's like on a career path. Why did you think he was a loser? God, well, I he, swear to you, re- Sean, he doesn't mean to insult no, no, you. I like Sean. Like, he knows he can't help it, though. No, I'm not no, insulting yeah. him. I'm insulting what I thought he was. But now that I know he's the real deal, you're <laughs> writing for Sports Illustrated Kids for five years? That is pretty cool. What do you do? What do you write? Um, so it, it just it's like a, it's like a process that you when you apply, it's, it's supposed to be for one year. And you just write a bunch of essays. So I did that when I in 2018, 19. Um, and they, I guess they liked me. So they kept me on for so for this many years. Um, but you just pitch ideas to your assigned an editor at Sports Illustrated and you pitch ideas. And if they like it and they have the connection, then, um, they, they set it up. So like my favorite one that I've done is I interviewed Pete Alonzo when he was a rookie at, at City Field and, like I, and, it, and that one actually made the magazine, the August 2019 magazine or 2020. Um, and 
they I printed it out or they gave me like you know the official copy they I again then I got it signed by Alonzo at a signing and he wrote a nice article Sean on and then as an inscription and signed it so I have that framed up um yeah. and the rest are on the website so that's amazing how did you uh can guy can other like young guys listening to this if they want to be an aspiring journalist can they write into somewhere and do the same thing like to try and get a position yeah I mean I actually was helping out or trying to help out a friend, his kid, um, do it. I think applications open in February or January, but it's on, it's on the sports illustrated kids website. Um, I just happened to get the connection cause my mom's a pediatrician and one of her patients works for sports illustrated and she knew I liked to write. So I got that connection. I still have to apply obviously, but sure. that's how I, I first found out about it, but I'm pretty sure applications open in January or February on the, on the website. All right, talk to me about this autograph thing, Sean, because this is a this is a whole world I know very little about. And this kid is doing he was talking about this last year. He's been for a few years now. And he called me last week and was like, hey, this is like a business now. I'm doing X amount of transactions and, and like signings for people. Give me like the elevator pitch here. What it is you do right now, Sean? So basically what I do is I go to different shows around the country or I'm going to, um, when I figure out my college schedule and I've been to the national and I've been to a few GTSM shows. Um, but I handle items sent in by customers and get them autographed by the player and then offer a service where I submit them to PSA right after, which eliminates, you know, the step on the customer's end that ends up being a little more expensive. And I make it a seamless transition because it does get a little confusing. Um, but I pride myself on making sure the cards are handled properly and making it as transparent for the customer as possible. I think in the autograph industry, there isn't a ton of transparency with all the different promoters and fanatics now being involved. So being transparent is the number one thing I want to, I want to bring to the table with, with my company. What's your company called? SAG autographs. Okay. So what would you say for the guy who goes up to, I don't know, uh, a guy at a game, do you care about that? Or do you only go into signings? where it's at a card show or something like that. So that's an, it's an, it's, it's an interesting point. I think going to in-person autographing at a game or a hotel is an, obviously a very cost effective way to do it. Um, but I just think it's not, if you're, if you want high end pieces, I think it's very risky because you know, these guys are swamped. They have to sign for a bunch of kids, a bunch of fans. Normally they sign with a dead marker or they won't sign where you want it or in the color that you want, or they might give you the, quote unquote street graph, which is, you know, just initials as opposed to their full autograph. Um, so that is not really what I, what I focus on, um, just cause I don't have the time to you know, be running around New York city looking for these guys. But sure. I, I like the controlled setting because of a, of a private signing or a paid signing, because that allows you to get your items done exactly how you want it. And that's, that's what I am doing for customers. So how have you seen this change with Fanatics coming in the game now? Obviously, it used to be IP. I mean, people are signing everywhere. I know they've put some restrictions yeah. on that. What's what's changed in the last six months or a year? So it used to be you, you were able to get all different types of cards signed. That's the main um, issue that Fanatics has brought in is they put restrictions on cards that you're allowed to get signed. So, for example, I was telling you on the phone, Mike, how Peyton Manning used to do you know, four, three to four sign, eh, two to three signings a year. And he's a fanatic exclusive athlete. And 
up until 2022, late 2021, he was able to sign all cards. I mean, his price has remained pretty steady at $419 for flats. Um, but that would that would include Topps rookie cards, Panini cards, whatever you wanted. For f- then, I'm sorry, stop there. For flats, yeah. What's a like a flat yeah, rate? So, no, so it's like a flat item. So oh, a photo, item. picture, uh, card. Yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, okay. exactly, exactly. Shoe. So yeah, four hundred bucks for a flat item. Okay. Four hundred ninety. Correct. That's a lot of money, by the way. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. But now, so now, um, what's what's happened with him? So now, fanatics. Um, has taken two steps. The first step they took was they did not allow him to sign Panini cards because they have an exclusive agreement with uh, uh, Panini that I don't know all the details about, Mike. You probably know more than me on that specific, but guys like Bryce Young and of this upcoming draft class can't sign cards at their signings that they do. Um, but for Manning, they allowed him to sign Topps cards so you could still get rookie cards done, but you could not get, let's say, a Panini Kaboom card. You couldn't get that signed unless you had special access. Gotcha. Then at his next signing, they Fanatics, they have his exclusive, so they can tell him or his people what he can and cannot sign. And at his next signing, they told him no cards at all. So no rookie cards, no tickets, because tickets are now coming up as a premium item. So Fanatics wants to hold the monopoly on those in the marketplace. So no, no cards of any kind and no tickets. So that's what Fanatics is doing um, and kind of restricting what the customers and the fans can get just so that you have to go to buy them on Fanatics' website or you don't have it at all. Can I say how much I hate that? Like I, Oh, it's miserable. Well, yeah. That it's is terrible. ridiculous that the guy, the person, not, we're not talking about a company, but the individual person can't sign whatever they want to sign. Like I get, but he signed a contract to make money. a contract to make money, but it's the end user though. Exactly. I yeah. just because man. it used to be huge. Used to be huge money in this too. Like oh, there, sure. there still is, but it used to be like, hey, if I just get this card signed at a signing, Sean charges me whatever fifty bucks extra on top of the thing. You get the card back. It's encapsulated. I got four hundred dollars into it, but the item's worth eight hundred dollars. Now it's like we'll just go buy it for seven ninety nine. Man, <laughs> it, it, right. But here, thing- here's another one. Oh god. The thing that Fanatics hasn't really capitalized on, though, is they hurt the, as Jesse was saying, they hurt the end user by not allowing us to get these cards signed and forcing you to buy it on their website. But when they do that, they don't take advantage. They they get crappy cards signed and charge ridiculous amounts to so where the point that it's not worth it anymore to buy. Like they get base, you know, third year cards signed and charge ridiculous prices where nobody's going to buy that. They're just going to wait until one goes on auction and if you look at the comps you'll see you know like a trayvon diggs base prism rookie card um just sold for like signed just sold for 37 dollars. and his last signing was i believe a hundred a hundred dollars if i'm not mistaken so like what? if you wait long enough you'll get it but Fanax just doesn't know how to capitalize on it yet in order to make it affordable for the end end user well and then i saw i know you were busy in the uh the try was it tristar that had the the signing area at the national so yep. I, I heard a crazy story. I think this is true. This is about Kareem. Yeah. Did you yeah, hear what happened with Kareem? Oh, a... So Kareem, oh, if do, you. Do we have time? Yeah. Make it go quick. Ahead. I mean, we don't have time for like 20 minutes. Just, but yeah. No. no yeah. So, so, so Kareem's managed. So I took thir- uh, 18 items for Kareem, including two rookie cards. And I know this is where you were going to touch on, but yep. the rookie cards, you, you pay based on the grade. So. Kareem's manager would grade them on the spot. No matter if you brought documentation 
of a PSA four, PSA five, whatever. There was the, the pricing was seven hundred for a one through four, and then it went up uh, incrementally. And and I had a customer who cracked out a PSA four and a half, and they he kept the label so that we could show Deborah, um, the manager, Kareem's manager. And when I went up there, it was a disaster. He didn't come by my uh, my my table where like all the other athletes did, just because there was so much demand. So I had to bring everything to the public line. Um, and when I got up there to get the rookie card signed, she told me she looked at the card, she manhandled the card. Um, it was a PSA four and a half with the label, and then she looked at it and gave her official review and, and said it was an eight. What? So and it was not my card, so I couldn't make the decision to go from seven hundred dollars to two thousand for an eight just to clarify for the audience he is charging you based on what they deem the card to be graded as so Correct. if he thinks you're going to make more money on it Correct. he's, he he's going to charge piece. you more for money yep. that's insane well, it's not it's not it's not him it's his it's his manager not 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 kareem himself he was actually very nice but his manager was the one that decides that not him okay well still man that's... i'd like to know deborah's history in grading cards she <laughs> sounds like deborah might be the donkey of the week do you know Ooh. is 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 this the only athlete you know of that does this or, or his management team or are there others? I've never heard of that before. Yes. On condition. Yes, that condition. Yeah. He's the only, he's the only one that I've, I've seen that or Yeah. Deborah is the one that does it. Kareem talk to Deborah, get Deborah out of there. That is not cool. So, so what is the future here then? Let's wrap this thing up. But I'm curious, like what's the, what's the plan? Are you going to build this business out? Is this just a side hustle until you go to college and waste four years of your life? Like what's the deal? God. Well, college is overrated. No, I, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, you agree, I, I, I think, I think there is, there is a legitimate potential for a business here just because if, just because of the volume I got in the first place and, um, the PSA submission actually just was delivered yesterday. So when, when I see the grades and if the dual grades come back high, that shows my ability to handle the cards with care and get the results needed. I think there is a business here because the future of autographs or aftermarket autographs is dual grade high um high valued iconic cards with inscriptions and that's what i got for um brian rice and a few others including myself at the national and i think if if these cards grade high um there is there is potential to grow because of the fact that that is the only untapped area of aftermarket autographs so far so i think there definitely is potential to grow it with this business i wonder if they do get to a point though where it's like you know, once licensing eventually goes over to Finax completely, if they're just like, you can't sign cards or you can't sign right. certain that's, memorabilia that's at all. Of course. That's the worry. I mean, that because would be. Because other people have even started doing this too. Sean, I I do want to bring this up. Like the the bird magic Dr. J. Yeah. There's like, yeah. see that if it like some of those guys, I don't know. I, I think it's magic and bird, especially there is a crazy premium on that card for them to like, yep. if they want magic. to sign God, you probably know more anyways. Magic, yeah, I completed that card actually, and I sold. I, I'm sold for a premium because of how iconic it is. But Magic charges ninety nine dollars for flat items, except for that card, which is a thousand. Bird oh charges. <laughs> Bird charges. I think it's one forty nine for regular items, but he's four ninety nine on that particular card. And Doctor J charges one seventy nine for flat items, and that particular card is two two ninety nine. So there is a premium. So you're talking two thousand eighteen hundred dollars just to get them to sign that card. Jeez. I got that's still on my list. I've got one. It's a, I think it's just an authentic card. The card is not great. It's not the dual grade. I don't know why, but it's a ten auto. Get it done. 
Well, I want to upgrade too because I think it's like a five. I'd like to upgrade that card. You know, the, the you have yeah, one of those. I got, I got, I did, and I sold. So I, I completed that project earlier this year, and I'm pretty sure it's like one of the highest rated posts sports card nonsense Facebook group. But I cracked out a PSA four, and for some reason they bumped it to a six. So I got a six ten, and I sold it for four thousand in all cash. And one just sold the other day for six thousand. So it keeps it's going up. I think I'm changing my opinion already from from my initial learning of how the, these guys are making money on this. I don't know. Like, uh, is there anyone getting cards graded not to make money? No, I mean, well, I mean that's, that's not, hang on. That's not true. I just got a, a huge like I would say 20 cards in my last SGC submission were literally just for my PC. They're never I didn't grade it for the increase. I just want them slabbed and safe to throw in a box. Okay, so there are yeah, I still mean, a huge yeah. portion of that, but with this market in particular, yeah. Again, you talk about a raw card autographed. You, people may speculate and spend whatever hundred bucks. You come back like a PSA seven and a ten auto grade, mm-hmm. hundreds, thousands, whatever. Sure, I just yeah. that, that Koozie card I got. By the way, I bought the Bob Koozie rookie as a PSA two and a half. Yep. cracked it out. I spent seven hundred bucks on the card. Cost me a hundred bucks to get him to sign it, and he, and he inscribed it for me. Mm-hmm. It came back a PSA yep. three ten. It's probably like twenty five hundred bucks. Big. It's big, mean, yeah, it's big. And I think it's a cool, I actually too, I think it's a lot cooler because it's just like, it's a it's a vintage card. It has the, I, I think it's a cool market for it. Which I mean, like, that's the thing. If there's something cool, there's something that people like that typically sells for a premium anyway. Well, I guess it does kind of make sense. Why wouldn't the people that you're already paying for an autograph, why wouldn't they charge a little bit more for that specific card? Yeah, I I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm getting too corporate on it, but it does kind of make more sense the more I think about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, the thought is like with Magic, Larry, and all, you guys going to cash in down the road? I want mine up front. Yeah. I, I don't right, really have right, it. I, right. I guess I don't have too much of an issue. I have an issue when it's like, hey, you can't sign certain things. That's my bigger That, that I don't love. Yeah, I agree. But, so, Sean, if people want to like use your service, I know you're advertising the Facebook group. I told them to start pinning stuff up. It's a cool service. Sure. Uh, do you have a website or anything else, or is it just like reach out to you on socials? I've created the the website. It's all ready to go. I built it from scratch. It's going to launch on October 1st. Um, it'll be sagautographs.com. So it launches October um, 1st. Yeah, everything will launch October 1st. Um, the Facebook and Instagram is already up and running. Um, but my first big show that I plan on taking orders for will be GTSM Chicago in October. Guys like Justin Fields, Bo Jackson, LaDainian Tomlinson, Brian Urlacher, guys like that. So it'll be, it'll be, it'll be fun. Sean, thank you so much for coming on and talking in about the autograph world. I think uh, we're both a little enlightened in the hear you having such success with it. Obviously, there's a market for it. So uh, wish you all the best. Next man. time a Boston athlete's doing one of these, I want a hookup. I'm going to tell you that right now. I got you. I got all right. you. That's sure. it. I only did this for my own perks. I so. would also like Taylor Swift's autograph. So just you no, know. you can ignore that. Whatever. Well, Sean, thank you for the info. Appreciate you sharing some insight to like a I don't know. It's kind of like a, a different world of the collecting, which I like. So yeah. appreciate the time, man. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. All right, buddy. All see right. ya. We'll see ya. Well, there you go. That's Sean. I, I do. I really don't like him anymore. <laughs> what he's the heck? doing well and he's smart and smart successful. Kid. Yeah. This college thing is a disaster. <laughs> I don't know what the college thing is about. I mean, he's doing him. You know, just let leave him be. He's doing just fine. He's making it is a interesting, business. though. I, I do think it's an interesting world. And I'm telling you, those are some of the coolest pieces I have. Your like the koozie, the Jim yeah. Brown. I've got a couple like really cool with the inscription. I think it's awesome. So it is a cool uh, subset of collecting. But I mean, obviously, I hate to hear to the hear... Fanat- 
Yeah, yeah to hear fanatics is involved in that, it does make you wonder where the future of that goes. Because yeah. think about like, are there agents out there who are telling like these? I don't know, actors, actresses, musicians, don't sign this, or you can't sign it because you you signed in. But there's not really, I yeah, there's not a thing where they have a autograph that's expensive. Like there's not a world where hey. There's a marketplace where all these famous people's autographs get sold very consistently on their eight by ten pictures of themselves. You know, eBay. I, I mean, yeah, but not like a an actual company that's selling them. That's all on like the secondary market. Oh, I see. Exactly. Yeah, I see. That's what you're the saying. thing. So I don't know. I guess if if Zero Cool ever did what they were gonna like, how that initially set out to be, where it was like, hey, somehow we got involved with agents or something, and you had, you know, your musician autograph. Uh, product or your actor autograph product, then I could see a world where you would see even more limitation on autographs for famous people. But yeah, I guess it's really just sports player or just players at this point. Cool. Let's uh, bang on mailbag. Mailbag. Uh, we have got a large mailbag. We're not going to hit everybody, I'm unfortunately. Like, but uh, stop yapping. Just kidding. That's a joke. I complimented you. One off of air. the <laughs> you complimented me off air. That's I can nice, say whatever though. I want now. Uh, Adam Sickmiller, which is a sick name. What's your all-time favorite insert set any year, any sport? Ooh. Late this and late 90s stuff I think is phenomenal. Um, that's a good question. 2000, 2000 Flair Sweet Spot Autos that came out of uh, Flair Showcase, one of my favorite of all time. And then just some of the, like, the double-sided Stadium Club refractors, the East-West Coast refractors, um, Bowman's best, even like the old Bowman best atomic and stuff like that. I, I thought those were like the best cuts were the die cut cards back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Topps Chrome football late nineties was pretty cool. Yeah. Like the gunslingers. There was just a number of those, just the old late nineties football inserts to me were my favorite. I, and yeah, the baseball I mentioned to say that I don't really love, like, I hate to say like a downtown is probably one of my favorites, but I do like, I love that. And I love stained glass. Like as far as like a more modern option, cause like the old 90s stuff, some of it, I'm like, it's some of it was so wacky. It's hard to tell what's an insert and what was just like how they regularly printed them. So I don't know. I do. I know that the Jordan, like with the lightning in the background, like where he's like in air going for a dunk and there's just a lightning storm happening. I had that card. Kind of like the Jordan I bought for Chris Vernon. <laughs> very similar. Very similar. Um, Cole Benz. Ben, let, me, let me get this. Cole Benz asked about the documentary, the status of ours. No movement yet. That's not true. We got an update. There's a little bit of movement, but Maybe we can't some really movement. talk about it. But it's called The Hobby. It, here's all we'll say is what's good is when you overproduce too many documentaries in the field of Hollywood and then there's no one to sell it to. And then the Hollywood machine goes on strike. It's a good thing for that documentary. So, uh, Brian found Sith wants to know, what do you guys eat for lunch? None of your business. Mike usually eats fast food. Like talk about, I like how I always get the bad rap, but Mike's the one always eating fast food. So there you go. This is a decent question by Jason Fisher. Thoughts on 2022 Chrome platinum anniversary. It's actually pretty good. It's cheap too. Like I, I, 120 bucks a box. something like that. It is 22 product, which I like because it's a stacked rookie checklist. And the design is after like the 53 set, I think, this year. We, we ripped some yesterday. We have more breaks for sale on Card Shop Live under uh, SCN Breaks. It's actually a cool product for the price. I think it's solid. Um, Jesse, who are you chasing a pop century? Eddie Stover wants to know. I think the obvious one is for the money, I would want Clint Eastwood. But for my own personal, like, I, I like him. 
Uh, I hear Philip Seymour Hoffman has like swatches in here. Obviously, he's not signing anymore. Um, I would love something like that. That's my joke. There's a Miley Cyrus, which I also think for the the money side of things would be awesome. Uh, There's going to be an in sync. I don't know what that means. I don't. I don't think there's a full auto or anything of all five members of NSYNC. But is there a Pesci? You tell me. Yeah, Joseph? there's a Pesci. I would love a Macaulay Culkin. I think that would be. I'd like really a Joe cool. Pesci. Uh, there's a whole. I will say there's a lot, a lot of signers in this product. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah, there you go. Next up, we've got Jeff Howe from Mike. Are any of the quarterbacks who got a second life in the NFL, so to speak? Last season, including Jared Goff, Geno Smith, Daniel Jones, worth taking a flyer on for early season flip opportunities. I like Derek, Jared Goff, actually, which is weird. I'm not saying he's going to like exponentially multiply, but Goff, I mean, that team played really, really well. Geno Smith, I think the ship has sailed. I think people have kind of figured him out with the Seahawks. We pulled up pricing on him. His uh, rookie has... I think 33 PSA, PSA 10s. Yeah, t- 2013. There's prism. only a market cap of like $3,000. There's not a lot of love for Geno Smith. Granted, maybe there's other cards out there. He, he's a flash in the pandemic. Jared Goff has been a consistently good quarterback who let it helped lead a team to a Super Bowl years ago. And he has the Lions playing really good last year. So I think there could be something there with Goff, depending on how the team plays. Daniel Jones, same thing. Like, it's a talented team. They won a bunch of games last year. You know, the Saquon thing hurts, but we'll see. Although I think Saquon re-signed. I think the big thing with Daniel Jones was even when he was performing well last year, he wasn't getting much hobby love. He was and it's, so bad. That's the problem. He was so bad for so long. It was like, you need to, you know, we need to see something really good. And that's where it goes back to like the hype over performance. Yeah. He has no hype. He may have performance, but he has no hype. Uh, Connor Larson has a follow-up question. Buy, sell, whole 2020 QBs. Herbert Burrow hurts to a... I still think you can buy Hertz and Tua. They're cheap. I guess you hold Burrow. I, I'm selling Herbert. I, I just don't know that Herbert's going to get it done. I, I do. He, he's just, his pricing is so out of control to me. I mean, at this point, it's wild. I don't think he's come down at all for the last six months or something. He's stayed pretty yep. flat. And we've been saying for six months, he's too high. So um, he also goes on to say, though, um, what's the move now that we're past the national? Because we kept saying, hold on until after the national. So, I mean, the markets are, We've had we had our busiest week breaking the last week since we've been home, for sure. People are spending money again. People are back in town. Mm-hmm. A good products coming out. Singles are moving again. So find your lane. Are you going to load up for football? You want to unload baseball now that guys are hot, or load up on guys in the MLB who are going to the postseason? Um, yeah, I think it's a good fluid time in the market. Uh, Bruce Boyer says. Bruce. So I listened to the last episode. I wanted to confirm. I only got two autos in my box of score football with two Panini yeah, points cards. He was the one who brought up the Panini. That's miserable. Happened to us last night in select draft picks. We got a 250 point card. And I was, I was very irritated. I side with Sergeant Bruce. William Collins is our next question. I know Mike's not into non-sports, but Jesse, how have you been collecting entertainment cards for the last two or three years and not heard of Rittenhouse archives? I would like to apologize that I had not. The name, I didn't know. The product, I knew. I just didn't know it was by Rittenhouse. Going back and looking some up, they have a lot of Star Trek and a lot of like other shows, like including Lost. I think those products are really cool. I just, the name itself was not jumping out at me. I don't get this next question. Richard Thomas, who would win in a fight? Rick Thomas. One Jesse-sized Mike or 10 Mike-sized Jessies? You're not on like YouTube enough to I, no, really No, I get the other one, like 100 ducks the size of a whale or a whale the size of... Yeah, yeah. One Jesse's. Oh, I, maybe I get because it now. he means like muscles oh, or would, something. No, he's saying What's somebody he was. Now I get it now. 
me your size or 10 of you my size. I would crush 10 of you my size. You would crush 10 of me at you double, your size? You double my body. You are out of your mind. Because it's me, though. You're not a I fighter. Know. No. I oh, would, my God. I'm not a fighter. I Let's could, go fight right now, Rick, bro. Rick, just to put a perspective, one mic size Mike could take out three Jesse size Jessies right that now. That is insane that you actually think in that. He actually thinks that. That's insane. Mm, I absolutely do think we're that getting too. in a ring. Rick, uh, Jeremy Byers thoughts on Garrett Wilson being a wide receiver is a interesting. bit tough in the football card market, but is there upside still? You know, it's interesting. He's one of the few receivers. I looked through my hold box last night. I have his prism RPA from last year okay. because I think again, I, I agree with what he's saying. It's definitely tough because of the wide receiver position, mm-hmm. What makes it nice is low point of entry. You can buy top five guys at that position for a fraction of quarter. You can buy, Justin Jefferson stuff. Mm-hmm. And if you put the same comparable card to a quarterback, you're not getting the best. You're getting Desmond Ritter. Like, like quarterback, for that reason, I actually think wide receivers have upside in certain situations. Well, specifically he's, him. Is that an one, Aaron Rodgers, yeah. all ships rise type of thing? That's not you know, something like that. But yeah, Rodgers, I think, is going to have, obviously, it's the best quarterback he will have ever played with. And I think that team's going to win a bunch of games. So I actually like, I'm glad I didn't sell that thing last year. That's why it got put in the hold box. Shane McCollister, do you think the recent boom of card show popularity popularity is directly caused by online transactions? No. Past $600 also, being reported. It's not a recent boom. It was super busy before COVID. It died with COVID. It's busy again after. Well, there's a few people online. I've seen some social media. I think Jeff Wilson even talked about it, where it does seem like there's been a bit of a resurgence as far as popularity in card shows goes, but maybe not like necessarily an overall sales in the marketplace. I the whole $600 being reported that if anyone's not sure, that just means because of the tax implications. If you sell something over 600 online, here's the tough thing. Just Jeff wasn't going to card shows before 2020. He doesn't know anything about a resurgence, not to be mean, but that's just the truth of it. No, no, no. And I think the, the conversation was with someone who had been at some more card shows, but the overall thought was to me, it does seem like we've heard a lot of guys say that their card shows have been super popular lately. And online like card ladder still shows indexes for all these sports that are basically flat if not still falling a little bit i i don't think it has anything to do with taxes though because I, I think a lot of these are kids and younger people going to these i think that was his conversation with brian gray you was see it brian the, gray you see the video they released okay, then yes. could you pull that up for a second i wish you could find that video while i read a question or two i could but now i need to know why pull it up for a sec just no because you're gonna insult i'm not gonna insult anybody i have a question i want to see if it stood out to you like it did me you're going to insult. I already know. I probably know what it is. How does Jeff not ask about the hair dye? You got to ask the what's, guy. What's the problem is I knew exactly what you were going to ask, but he's ha- his hair's been dyed for like, I don't know, at least a few months. I've seen him a few times. I mean, I'm, I'm fine with it. Do you think I, you got to ask the question, Jeff? I know you're not a hard hitting question Listen, over there, but come on, Geraldo. No, you throw don't. something out there. Uh, going on. Um, we're going to go to Cody James. I'll take this one. Okay. Absolutely. Collecting figures, Funko. starting lineups, dude. They're on. Oh, they're in the, in my office, not in here. Sorry. Yeah. I loved starting lineups. Um, I know what Funkos are. I don't care about them, but I thought starting lineups back in the day were amazing. Wait, what are starting lineups then? I know what starting Funko. lineups. Those are those figures I have in the boxes. I have like the Griffies out on the shelf. Oh, that's a those I didn't know that was a crazy popular product. dude. Okay, yeah, they came out in like the late eighties. Um, there was a Abe asked a very long question, but he does kind of sum it up at the very end. He says um, he feels that high prices at the vintage tables at the National seemed to translate to a modest increase in actual sales and prices of vintage cards on eBay since post-national. 
Um, he wants to know if that's basically our feelings, if we've seen anything else like that as well. So he, he does mention a few cards, like a 51 Bowman Maze PSA 6. Like He was saying a lot of these vintage because, baseballs seem to go ask, very, ask, right, because very high. Asking prices were so high, real prices crept up a little bit because of the thought. Maybe I haven't done any research to prove it, and yeah, I, I'm too ADD for that question. <laughs> Sorry. I... I'm going to bring the, the meds in here one day. We're going to find out what Don't happens. Me with a good time. Jeff Thompson with the one of one NT Brock Purdy shield being pulled last night. Will the break prices drop for the product? Break. So case prices are down today. There are people moving cases for 9,000 bucks on Facebook today. Nine and 9,500. I saw two sales. Has nothing to do with that card being pulled. I think a lot of guys realize this is not. It's a very good class if you can get it for a value. If you're paying top dollar for 2022, it worries me. In a $10,000 case, it's rough. I don't Why do you think it has nothing to do with it? Because no one cares. Nobody pays attention. You to, don't. No, I the s- amount of people who don't know that that happened is massive. Okay. Maybe. Nobody cares. That could, that could be true. Yeah, it's a one-on-one. You're not, you don't buy that product expecting to hit a one-on-one anyways. It's yeah, like this but, with every product. We saw. Hang on. Perfect example. The bounty with good. Drew Jones. Okay. Everybody's like, as soon as a Drew Jones bounty gets hit, it's over. Quarter of a million bucks. Mm-hmm. It got hit and cases would have gone up ever since. It's never, I've never experienced a bounty related or a one-of-one chase related, um, chase is the word, affect anything with case pricing ever. I've just never seen it. Not in, not in sports. Now in your other, your Lurkana maybe, I could see that. Or like with the ring being pulled. Sure. In sports with NT, no, not at all. Mm, okay. All right. Maybe. Sean D. Redman, is now the time to sell Justin Fields, or is he worth holding until midseason if the hype on him is real? I think I'd hold You know, it's funny. He actually looked pretty good at the end of the year. I think I'd hold him. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, BJ Kroger, true error cards. Love them or leave them? I've never cared about error cards. Yeah, I don't really either. That's Yep. Yeah. Uh, Chris Smith. This is a good question. I brought this up earlier. Multiplier on jersey numbers. Some people will pay more, and a lot of it's specific to Brady guys are freaks. We'll pay way more for a 12 out of 99 than a 11 out of 99. Griffey, Jordan, Mantle, iconic numbers for sure. And even on, on no, no, you know, no names, the number helps. But for sure on the big one, it's, it does make a big difference. What's the multiplier? I don't know. 20%, 50% depends. That high. If it's a crazy iconic card, yeah. Okay. Um, but not for like modern stuff though, right? I wouldn't... Modern cards are not iconic like that yet, so yeah. no. But like Brock Purdy's NTRPA, I know it will sell for a premium. Let's still. say the NTRPA goes for fifteen grand. I bet his NTRPA jersey number goes for twenty. It does. It has a big marker. Okay. All right. Uh, Shane Brooks is NT a bad investment as a break? <laughs> yes, as bad as it gets. Okay. And we broke our one case, by the way. We always will break into. Actually, I thought we had a pretty good case. Aiden Hutchinson, true RPA. We had a nasty Drake London Savage book auto. We had a dual auto of Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. We had a Garrett Wilson patch auto. A, a Bailey Zappi, the gold ink. It was good. It was a good case. As an investment, it's brutal. It okay. just is. I feel kind of dumb. I'm blanking. When you say true RPA? In NT, there's one subset where it's the, like this year, it's a vertical card. It's the patch, the oh. auto. Then there's subsets. There'll be vertical cards, uh, yes. horizontal cards, I mean. Those just don't sell for as much. The true RPA is numbered on the back because it's in the set. Got it. Yep, okay. like the one through 99, whatever the set is. Rico Sorce, uh, with the new draft classes, would you rather have a case of Bowman Draft 2024, a uh, case of NBA Prism 2023, 
or a case of NFL Prism 2023 for a long-term investment? I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't see this question. I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of who's like the amazing. I mean, so Prism 23. You're is that, still going to have. Hang on. 23 Prism is Wemby. Well, what are we talking about? 23. 23, 24 oh, for Prism. NBA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For NBA, you'd have Wemby in there. Um, you'd have Chaz, right? Or oh, Jazz. NFL whatever. would be this year's class. I'm sorry. I don't know why you put two years. Bowman draft. So 2024 Bowman draft. I couldn't tell you the first thing about this football class. But what's tough is, are they going to have autos in prism? If they don't have autos, that's just a game changer. There's no autos, but I mean, you're still going to have the non autos that do very, very well. No question. But it is a big, you know. But even you've fully admitted that you don't buy prism for the autos anyway. Correct. That's true. So, yeah, I, I think without knowing anything about Bowman draft 24, because I just don't. I would go, or I'm assuming he meant 23. I don't know why he said 24. I, I would go with this NFL class. It's loaded with, with high-end offensive talent, at least. Okay. Um, Mike Pulsifer. I don't know what this means either. Any, Any word, word on Topps Archive for 2023? I don't know what he's even asking. The product? The I'm products? assuming it's coming out. Archive's retired signature edition is next week. I but I don't know. Topps Archive already came out. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe. I don't know. I could be wrong. Uh, Stephen A.? Which Disney character's autograph is a must-have for Jesse? Um, I, if anybody, I'm like a Goofy man. So if Goofy, I heard he died back in 67, and ever since it's been a lookalike, but I don't know. If Goofy's around, I would love original from him. Okay. Um, I th- Oh, dang it. I refreshed, and now we got so many other questions. Just pick man, a few more. Guys, I love the mailbag. Don't get me wrong, but this is a lot. That's so weird. Someone else says, Tedward Patrick says, for Jesse, a statement both Goofy, an anthro- anthropomorphic dog, and Pluto, Mickey's pet, are both truly dogs. Question is, do Goofy and Pluto go to heaven when they die, given that the animated classic All Dogs Go to Heaven is not a Disney film? I hate everything about what you just I said. I <laughs> love you, Tedward. Wow, man, that's a, that's a good question. Yeah, no, they're all dead and they're uh, just in the ground. All right, let me all. let me end with this one. Is that, that's cool with you, Tristan Brown? Panini baseball products like Select and Prism seem very good value for low numbered stuff, even though it's unlicensed. What do you think it's good value for things? Do you think it's good value for things like one of ones? It's a decent point, right? The price is so cheap, but here's the struggle for me: I it, there's no modern rookies. You have a couple. You have a bunch of prospects, so that's going to help it this year. Like even Ellie. We pulled a numbered Yoshida the other day, as a matter of fact, which is weird he was in there because Yoshida is a rookie. Mm-hmm. But out of you can get him out of prism. You can get Ellie out of prism, Drew Jones. It's a good chase for the low end. But yeah, like the big one-on-one type stuff, that's where I struggle. Okay. Although having said that, we pulled the manga Ken Griffey. It's like $150, $200 card. I thought it was awesome. Like Zach, so I'm glad. I thought you didn't like. The I was way, at all. dude, and I was way down on those two products because, yeah. like, I'm all in on Immaculate. Immaculate comes out in less than two weeks. Immaculate Baseball, it's going to be all vets mm-hmm. and prospects. I'm in on that. Prism, we've been ripping a little bit more, and I'm kind of like, I don't know. It's super cheap. I don't mind it, but I like it for those like vet. Like, hey, let me get a $19 numbered Yoshida out of a pack and grade sure. it worth 50. I'm not chasing it for the big one on ones for big time stuff like that. I want the logo. I do think Chad Ryan's last, the very last question on here. Why is the national not held on the West coast? Any chance it ever comes to Hawaii? No, I would say 0% chance yep, it no ever chance. goes to Hawaii just because it's brutal to get to the price to get there. Yeah. Like, yeah you, and you got to ship, you know, how many people ship stuff. That's to the true. Like, yeah. Dude, not even, don't even consider like the big setups, but just like your mom and pop 
stands. They're shipping yeah. tons of stuff out there. It costs most of those guys on the West Coast to go Chicago, tens of thousands. Yeah. To ship to Hawaii, I don't even. Yeah, I could. I, I mean, I guess I could see one like in Denver, maybe even on the West Coast, maybe in California. I mean, it's been in Anaheim before. Yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, never. I don't think you'd ever see a Hawaii. Um, oh, last little thing I was just going to mention was Columbia Hobby. If you guys don't know, I was out looking out for uh, some top loaders the other day. There's also like a few other individual pieces I need for when I'm going to be breaking some product here soon. Columbia Hobby is our go-to for all supplies, and they give us a discount, 10% if you use the code nonsense. Uh, Steve over there is a great guy, but more than that, I just like saving money. So even though I like Steve, I would go somewhere else if I didn't get a discount. But since he gives us one, you have to go there. That's the rule. Download Card Shop Live app. We're pushing that every show now. I don't care anymore. I'm shameless. I'm breaking on there almost every day. Eddie's on there all the time. There's a ton of breaks. Great place to be. Uh, we do singles, case breaks, whatever. It's in the store. You don't have to buy stuff live, or you can live auction stuff as well. Whatever you want to do, but you should be breaking on Card Shop Live. There you go. Uh, it's a green app, by the way. There's one that's for it. Somebody's got the same name. No, thank you. Um, oh, no, thank you. I saw you hit the volume knob. I'll wrap it up now. No, I was just getting ready. You ready? Yep. Sports Cards Bruh. Nonsense brought to you by the Ringer <laughs> Podcast Network, powered by Spotify. We'll be back on Monday. Monday, goodbye.